thanks for checking out the Long and Short of It podcast. You can find us on all good podcast platforms. Please consider following or subscribing. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Long and Short of It, the podcast where we discuss each of the games on the Metacritic Top 100 list. My name's Lawrence and I'm joined by... This is Dan. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome back. We uh, we were just having a discussion about King Kong and Prince Charles, King Charles, King Charles, and Huey King Long, Charles Spaniels, Cavalier Spaniels. That's correct. Um, and yes, it was a very very informative conversation. But yeah. yes, how are you today? I'm okay. Yeah, it's been a long day, but I'm here. Yes, quite. You've made it to the end of the day. And yes. now your second how job begins. Art the yes, quite well. Spyro's here today. Um, it's being very annoying. Special so guest. Some... Yeah, the the game. I've just got it sat next to me. Um, but no, Spyro the cat is here, so uh, it might hear a bit of because that's the noise that she makes, and she's very annoying. Um, and my cat is downstairs, so if you hear squeaking, that's her toy mouse. Ah, Dobby. But the toy mouse is called Dobby. No, the cat. I've, uh, I've dubbed your cat Dobby. Right, you don't get to say <laughs> So, yes. Although Dobby, a.k.a. Miley, uh, yes, I, I believe, is uh, is the the Christian name of your, your good cat. Miley, not named by us, named by the previous owner. Because you, you named her Dobby. <laughs> Because she doesn't have a name in my house. Yeah, she's just called Cat. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, before we go any further... Well, that's got off the rails off already. The, off the fantastic. beaten track. Um, we'll crack on with today's game. So today we are going to be discussing a release from 2021. It's one of my selections this week. So today we are going to be talking about Hitman 3 from the uh, the relatively new Hitman trilogy. So, as noted, Hitman 3 came out in 2021. It was developed by IO Interactive, and it had a score of 87 upon release. It was released um, across quite a few different consoles, Xbox, PS5, PC. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's the, the latest, I suppose, in the, the Hitman trilogy um, that was restarted in, I think, 2016, wasn't it? The... Uh, the newest, Correct. the newest of the well, the oldest of the new ones came out. Um, so, as is the new tradition, um, customary, have a look at uh, some critic reviews at the uh, at the time of release. So, the um, the highest rated score we have is from a publisher called EGM. So, Hitman Three is a fantastic capstone to a standout series. Yes, a lot of what you experience will seem familiar if you've played the last two games, but IO Interactive continues to take interesting risks that largely play off while still perfecting the elements that make Hitman so special. The best compliment I can pay Hitman 3 is that I want to finish writing this review so I can go back to playing it, and they gave it a score of 100. The lowest score, and I'm not going to read the whole review because it's quite long, um, but it's from an outlet called Hardcore Gamer, and it gave it a 70. Both quite well-known. Hardcore Gamer, you know them. Hardcore Gamer and EGM, both relatively well-known um, publications. Well, um, Hardcore Gamer gave it a score of 70. 
uh, saying there are grand moments that will leave you enthralled, from the Knives Out-esque murder mystery to skydiving to one of the tallest buildings in Dubai. The environments are also a highlight. Is there not only a visual treat, but contain an incredible amount of detail that's encouraged creativity from the player. Unfortunately, there are hang-ups that drag the experience down. Uh, and it goes uh, it goes on from there, but it's quite a long review. So what, what are some of the hang-ups that they mention up? Um, the focus on a rushed story has taken a toll in at least two missions, while the CG cutscenes are awkwardly done and the decrease of mission stories down to between zero and three is a huge blow as they used to offer some of the most entertaining ways in getting close to your target. Um, which, to be fair, are um, th- their notes I'd, I'd probably agree with. Yeah, I think that's quite fair. Um, so yeah, what's what's your what's your background with with this game? Because obviously, and the series, I suppose, because the, the Hitman has yeah, is... had a few different iterations, hasn't it, since its original release, I think in two. 2000- thousand on the pc yeah. with the original hitman, hitman codename 47 released in 2000 um yeah so i've got quite a fairly long history with the hitman series i'm a big big fan of the hitman series um so goes all the way back to hitman 2 which i think is the game that a lot of people jumped in on um hitman 2 was quite widely publicised upon release and um, saw lots of footage of the game before playing it, particularly the level in Italy where you uh, find your way into an Italian mob house um, and assassinate your target. So um, I, I, I played a bit of Hitman 2 at the time, uh, but I couldn't really get into it. It's quite a how to how to how to describe it. So there's quite a, a few mechanisms at play in terms of the the gameplay that I don't think the game necessarily explains very well. There's also a very erratic AI in Hitman 2. Um, I've gone back and completed it since, but the game that I really got interested in the series on was Hitman Blood Money. So I remember before this game released, reading lots of previews for it, and it looked very, very good. And people were saying it was a sort of a a refresh that the Hitman series needed after Hitman um, contracts. So because Hit, Hitman game, contracts, I believe, was a retreading of a few of the uh, the older missions from the older games, yeah. wasn't it? Hitman Contracts is, is is quite an interesting game because actually they, they solved a lot of the AI issues from Hitman 2. They did, uh, let's say, remaster some missions from Hitman Codename 47, but it also, half half the missions in that game, maybe, maybe more, maybe slightly more, are original missions. Yeah. And it really is the middle ground between Hitman 2 and, and Blood Money, and it's actually a very enjoyable game to play. I, I was debating at one point whether or not to include Hitman Contracts in my selection of games, but I knew Hitman Blood Money was going to be there, but I was also deliberating um, whether or not to include Hitman Contracts. And I do think there's an argument for it being there. It's quite... The mechanics that you see in Blood Money that it refined so nicely were born probably in Hitman Contracts. Yeah. Um, 
But even if you go back as far as Hitman Codename 47, which I've also completed, um, some of those missions work really nicely and you can see what they were going for. So there's the mission in the hotel in uh, Budapest, I believe it is. And yeah, it, it functions really nicely. You can see that Hitman formula going all the way back to that original game. But the problem with Codename 47 is that the missions are really quite hit and miss with the AI. Some yeah. of them really get it right and some don't. That's that's a big um, complaint I've heard about uh, the first few Hitman games is that the AI... Yeah, Hitman 1 and 2, um, I think you can level that argument at. And then by contracts, I think they'd worked it out. And yeah. those, those games are really quite functional and still quite playable today. Um, so yeah, played those. And as I say, big fan of, of Blood Money. Absolution came out and so in the mean so after I played Blood Money and really got into it, I went back and played the other games. And, and Blood and Money is then, arguably the kind of the, the series favourite, isn't it, with a lot of people? Yeah, it's 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 got those really, really iconic missions yeah. and a lot of the missions people remember are from Blood Money and a lot of homages you'll find in the more recent games um, are nods to Blood Money. Um, there's the mission in Hitman 2, which I think was released in 2018. Yeah, I think so. Um, where you're in suburban America, which is a nod to the suburban level um, in Hitman Blood Money. Yes. Where you dress as a clown. Um, great mission. So, yeah, Absolution came out and wasn't really the Hitman game that people knew and loved. I think they were trying to open up the appeal a bit to a wider audience and it kind of missed the mark in many ways. If you go back and play it, it's still a, a functional game that, that has elements and moments of that traditional Hitman, but they are few and far between uh, in these linear levels. And then they kind of went back to square one with... Back to square one's a negative phrase, but they, they went back to basics, I suppose, with um, Hitman 2016. Yeah. And my experience with that game started... Uh, they released a demo for it, which was just the training missions. And I just meshed around with those missions for a long, long time before the main game came out. And uh, yeah, so all the Hitman games I've played completed with the exception of the Hitman Go games. Yeah, uh, but yeah, they're a bit mobile different. Games. Yeah, they are a bit different. And the Hitman Sniper mission games as well, which I think are, again, quite different. Yeah. All the mainline ones I've played and completed, I've completed quite a few of them several times. Uh, so experience playing Hitman 3, played it pretty much the week of release. Um, I've now completed it a few times. And yeah, that was my kind of extensive history with the Hitman series. I just wanted to give the series a bit of a background and a bit of love, really, because it's a series we've not had an opportunity to talk about on the podcast yet. So what about your history with the Hitman series? I know you also have a, have a bit of history with the Hitman series. Yeah, a bit, but not not quite as much as you. The, the first Hitman game that I played, um, funnily enough, is considered the worst one we see, which is Hitman Absolution. Um, I think I played that in 2012 or 13, because, uh, yeah, one of, our, one of our housemates, Danny, he had a copy on the Xbox 360, and I thought I'd, I'd play it because I wanted to play something new, so I borrowed it off him for a couple of days. And I, I think I was playing it in the living room, wasn't I, in our house in yeah. second year? And um, I thought I thought it was all right because I'd not played any of the other Hitman games. Hitman, Hitman games. Um, I didn't really notice the stark difference from the the predecessors, I guess. 
because uh, Absolution is very much a, a step away from what made the series what it was. Um, it's very much a, a product of his era, I think, Absolution. Yeah. Um, you know, very much more a focus on action and set pieces. Set pieces, yeah. Um, rather than, you know, trying Mini to... Mini sandboxes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I still thought it was quite fun that there were quite a few missions in that game yeah, that I thought were right. decent. Yeah, it's all right. It's not terrible. No. Um, and then on my PS3, I've got a couple of like PS2 games that I got off the PlayStation Store years ago. And one of them is, um, I think it's Blood Money. Is Blood Money the one where you start the carnival? Yes. Yes. So yeah. I um I went back and played a bit of Blood Money, which I thought was, was pretty good. I've played a few of the missions on that. I've played the one... Uh, I never completed it, but I've played the mission where you go into the asylum. If that rings uh, a bell. That, that is from Hitman Contracts. Okay, so I've played Hitman Contracts yeah. as well. Um, yeah. And then obviously... That's the, the first mission in Hitman Contracts. Um, yeah. Okay, so I've I've also played some of Contracts. Oh, wait, so so there's there's a rehab in, in Hitman Blood Money. That and might there's be it. the asylum... In Hitman Contracts. I think I've probably played Contracts as well then, because I think I got on the PS2 the Hitman Trilogy. Yeah, it'd be the collection, which yes. was Contracts and Blood Money. Yes, that's it. Oh, I know, it might, might have had Hitman 2 as well in that. Yeah, so I've played that, and then obviously the very standout level um, for all of Hitman is the, the one in the theatre. Um, yeah, great machine. Yeah, so I, I've, I've played that quite a few times, and I tried to perfect it. And then when Hitman 2016 came out, which was obviously the the reboot of the series, um, yeah, I think you became in that in that period between 2012 and 2016 because I remember uh, talking to you at points, and I think you'd become by that point a bit of a, a mild fan of the Hitman series. Yeah, I, I thought it was good, and to be honest with you, I, I can't really remember um, conversations we had back then because I mean, even though for the past three years, we talk pretty much every day. I think after you and me finished uni, there were periods where we probably didn't talk for a, you know, a good few months or so. Yeah. Just I think I, when we were at drama school, we would, it was, it was more sporadic, more sporadic wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Not, not because we didn't like each other, just because we didn't really have that much to talk about. Had a lot going on and, and a lot, not much free time. And we weren't hosting a podcast together. Um, yeah. But yeah, and I mean, when when Hitman 2016 came out, that was obviously a little bit controversial because they sold it in instalments. Um, yes. It'll be the case that you'd get the training missions, and then after that, they would release one mission every month or two. Uh, the first one being yeah. the Paris mission, and then from yeah. there, Sapienza, um, and I think it was Bangkok after that, and um, Colorado, and then Hokkaido. I really liked, in hindsight, I really liked that. I mean, at the time, I didn't like the idea of it. Yeah. Um, but in hindsight, I think it really made Hitman stand out from a lot of the other games. Yeah, and I think um, I think Hitman 2016. Um, I, I I think that this trilogy, so Hitman 2016, 2018, and then Hitman 3 from 2021, which is the game we're talking about today. I think that they're, they're a really solid trilogy of games. There they are, are some. They're very very good. There are some misses in there in terms of the missions. Um, but in Colorado. terms of the story, it is okay. But the gameplay in these games is is superb. Um, and we talked about it when we both first started playing Hitman Three for the podcast. And um, you said that Hitman Three probably isn't your favourite out of the three. And no. probably on retrospect, I would say that maybe 
it's re- it's a really hard one, but I think probably Hitman Two out of the three. Uh, so Hitman Two is probably my favourite, just because it's got some pretty decent levels um, in the main game, but also the DLC missions it's in got great um, missions, the Maldives and New York, um, where you rob a bank. So yeah, my 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 experience with these games isn't as extensive as yours, but um, we both played a lot of them though. Yeah, and I think the thing that I like about this current trilogy or or the trilogy that's recently ended is how bondesque it is you can yeah. you can play this game however you want and when i was playing through it um i, I finished it again last night and the um the the second from last mission in um hitman 3 mendoza in argentina you basically yes. go to this very fancy party in a white tuxedo and the way that I play these games is I'll always do the mission stories first and follow the the path that's laid out by the devs because I think those are quite fun. Uh, but after that, I'll always try and go for a silent assassin suit only run. Um, and for anyone that hasn't played the Hitman games, a silent assassin is basically when you complete the mission, every mission you'll have a couple of targets that you need to um, take out. And if you do it without anyone noticing or if you make it look like an accident, then your points will be higher. So if you you know complete the, the mission, ranking. yeah. If if you complete the mission without killing anyone else except your targets, uh, and no one notices or it's, it's deemed an accident, you'll get the silent assassin rating, uh, and you can also get an extra rating if you do it in your suit only, because the Hitman games allow you to uh, take on multiple disguises to dress up like guards or you know workers. Which is really it's USP in terms of other stealth yeah. games. It's the, that disguise system. Yeah, big time. Um, so yeah, that that's kind of an overview of uh, of the Hitman games. So um, we've gone over the kind of the background of our, our experiences with them. But where did you play it this time? Um, I played it on Series X. I bought this on Series X when it came out, and yeah, played it again there. So I had a very long um, reinstall time. Yes. To get it back on my Series X. Yeah, it's fair. I, I, I've played um, I've played this trilogy on both the Xbox and the PlayStation. I think I've got Hitman 2. I think I've got a physical copy of it on the Xbox. Um, but I've got the entire trilogy downloaded from PSN um, on my PS5. So that's where I played it again this time. Um, so if you can, do you want to give us a, a brief overview of the plot? Obviously, the plot for this game spans over three, three games, yeah. really. It is... A very long one, and it isn't a particularly interesting story, in my opinion. No. Uh, but what what's kind of the the story? Yeah, the strength of the Hitman games has never been in the stories that they tell. It's always about the unique scenarios that they put you in. Um, the more unique and exotic, in a way, the better. Um, yeah. Although not always the case. But yeah, so the story here, you're going after a sort of um, clandestine or clandestine I think it's clandestine uh, group I, what, what, what are they called? I know the constant Providence. is at the head of this yeah, Providence, that's it so um, think Spectre from James yeah. Bond this is that group and you're going after the constant who's in charge of that group there's also some stuff with your handler who is uh, Diana, who has been your handler, f- I, I, I think from uh, Codename 47, if I remember mm, correctly. Yeah. Um, so, turns out that you murdered her family. I'm jumping around a bit here. Um, and she Pre-game, is... Pre-game, when, when she was a kid. 
Yeah, and then she 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 enters discussions with Provenance to um, become the new Constance, and it's your it's it's you working your way through, getting their attention, eliminating some key members, and finally eliminating the Constance. And there's some there's some uh, some some bits here and there with your old friend, who who dies. <laughs> Spoilers. Yes, and yeah. It, to me, it's not the strongest suit, and the 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 aforementioned um, cutscenes aren't the high points of the games. They're, they they do feel a bit rushed, and they're not they're not running an engine, so they're a bit um, compressed. And yeah, I think they they mask loading uh, in the background, and yeah, it's, it's all right. There was no. there was there was a lot of. Um... There's been a lot of inconsistency with with these games as well because I think after the first game, it was the case that IO Interactive didn't, or was it Crystal Dynamics originally? But th- there was um, there was a lot of controversy over whether or not the um, the studio would even stay open, and I think they were looking to sell it. It was IO. It's been IO since um, since the first game, yeah. but they've been at one point. Um, who, who released it? Maybe it was Idos. Maybe maybe not. Um, but yeah, at one point, one company was releasing the Hitman games, and then, as you say, it was Square uh, yes. in Hitman twenty sixteen. That was it. And then there was some fear about um, about yeah whether the studio would close, and then they kind of independently bankrolled Hitman two, or they were near to completion and they released it. And you can see and... you can see the the troubles with Hitman two because all of the cutscenes um, they're all in still images. Um, there's no oh yeah, there's yeah, no video for that. Yeah, yeah. So they've returned to full videos here, but they're, again, they're not great. Uh, is it now? I think it's Warner Bros. Isn't it that yes that, uh, published this game? Yeah, and I mean, f- from after this game came out, it was then kind of released. That IO Interactive would be working on a, um, a James Bond game, which yes, I can't think of a studio that's better suited. No, um, I think you're, it's, it's a very interesting prospect. It is, and I mean the, these games are effectively James Bond games anyway. Um, you know that they're, they're they're so it's it's very hard to kind of look at this game without getting um, you know comparisons. Yeah, it was to IDOS games. Interactive that that was. The original publisher, the now defunct Idos Interactive, who Shame. at one point was the Huge. publisher of Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider, yeah. Time Splitters, um, lots of things. Yeah, so um, th- this this trilogy has been through quite a um, quite an interesting time, I think, in the last you know uh, six years or so, uh, six seven years. Come out stronger than ever. Yes. Um, and you know, I, I think it shows in the the, the reviews that these games uh, received because they are fantastic. So we've mentioned that the plot isn't really what this game's about. Each level, it well usually is a, is a huge sprawling sandbox, and your target is somewhere in the vicinity or targets, and the aim is to track them down and find elaborates or sneaky ways to dispatch them uh, without anyone else noticing so really the gameplay is the focus in these games which brings us to gameplay as king so the first question i will ask is do you think this game is fun or this trilogy because i mean we're talking about hitman 3 
but really this is an overarching thing of you know the, the three games a little bit isn't it let's let's restrict it to hitman 3 just uh just in case we happen to visit another game from the uh trilogy later on um not not in this 15 but maybe no. in the the second lot of 15 um so yeah it, it definitely is fun the gameplay is yeah it's 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 near enough unchanged from the, the previous game so i can understand why you framed it that way um but yeah it's it's definitely fun it was fun then and it's fun now and really that formula that was established all those years ago has only been refined because it was it was always a really unique prospect of um having these mini sandboxes um placing you at a start point and basically giving you these disguises that you can um, take people out and wear their outfit yeah and the different outfits give you access to different areas they kind of work like keys there and... are a couple of skeleton key uh, outfits on there and a, a few levels but they're, they're yeah far between there are some there, there are some that will get you uh or like backstage areas yeah um, areas that you shouldn't be um, so all those places that, at, say at uh, an event, say at a music event, and um, those areas that you'd like to see backstage that you never get to see, you get to explore those areas within the Hitman games, and the disguise acts as a key to access those areas. So when you have the disguise, um, those people within those areas will not suspect you because you're you're one of them. And it's about getting the next disguise to get access to the the more restricted areas until eventually you you peel back all the layers of the onion and you're in the area with the assassin and then you can take out oh sorry sorry the uh the target and you can take out your target um that, that, that's basically the game in a, a nutshell it's so I think, simple i think a good elegant. a good example um for all the ways that you can kind of get rid of your your targets is to use um the, f- the very first mission from the first Hitman game as, you know, a bit of a an idea as to what the game can be. So, the again, it isn't in Hitman 3, but this is just to give you an overview of what the different ways that you can kind of approach your mission. So the first mission in the first Hitman game is based in Paris at a big fashion show in this um, in the Chateau. And you've got two targets. Uh, the first target is a guy called Viktor Novikov, who... Uh, is a, a fashion designer and he kind of roams around the ground floor of the party and he is probably the easier of the targets to yeah. um to get and then the second target is his girlfriend uh Dahlia Margolis who she roams around on the third floor and getting through yeah. the third floor, it, it's a lot more difficult because you have to go through different checks and have different outfits, unless you know, you know, the sneaky ways up. Um, and you know, it's a it's a video game where you kill people. So at the start of the Paris mission, you walk in through the main doors, and then Viktor Novikov is just there in front of you, coming down the stairs with a spotlight on him. And if you want, you could just get your gun out and shoot him in the head um, and run away. But that's no fun. No. And, you know, you're then going to be hunted and you might not last that much longer. But there are so many ways that you can dispatch him. You can find out a secret recipe to his favorite cocktail, which you can then poison and he'll drink it and then he'll just die. Uh, or, you know, you can poison it with rat poison to make him sick. He'll go to the toilet to throw up and you can drown him in the toilet. Um, you can rig the lighting above the catwalk 
to explode when he comes on stage to do a speech. So the chandelier basically, you know, explodes and, and, and falls on top of him. Um, you can also do joint um, joint executions where you can set off a firework display and if you can get up to the third floor, um, Dahlia will go out onto the balcony and Victor will be below her three floors and you can push her off the uh, off the balcony and she'll land on top of him, killing them both. There's just so many ways that you can approach these games yeah. and you know go down different avenues to to get your targets. It is it's, it's not infinite, but there are you know at least a dozen, if not more, it ways. It's a game about choice. Yeah. And given that so many games have the illusion of choice, this is a game that gives you presents you a lot of choice and also um, allows you to kind of carve your own path through a level do you want to play it a certain way well then you can do that um yeah it's pretty impressive at times that the, the level of um variability within these contracts yes yeah there, 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 there's so much choice on how you can do things and that's only one mission out of you know i think there's probably about 18 across the trilogy um, I think you're looking at maybe 22 if you include the training missions, possibly around that. Yeah, so you know, and each mission's probably got two, sometimes three targets, um, with other objectives here and there as well. So, um, what's what's your favourite move, or what's your favourite thing to do? Um, favourite thing is to to hunt down the unique ways of killing them because you have a load of general ways to kill people yeah. that. Um, piano wire or shooting or... or or even even beyond that even if you're causing an accident there are a number of um ones that you'll find across all levels so you can you can go at a plug and then you can um cause some water to leak over the plug and then the, and then the target walks walks through it and is electrocuted yeah um the chandelier one you can do that with various fixtures um near the ceiling that you can drop onto your target um Pushing people over uh, balconies is always a great one and there's something very satisfying about that and I just enjoy doing that. And that goes back to Blood Money where that was introduced. Um, pushing people off things is just great fun. So that's that's probably one of my, my favourite ways. But yeah, the unique kills that you can do, you can kill people with golf balls, you can kill people while they're racing cars. Yeah. Um, it, really, that there are across the series, but let, let's restrict it to Hitman yeah. 3. Um, there are quite a few ways unique ways that you can kill um each target so uh an example of that would be the second mission where you are in dartmoor in a a manor house and you can um you can cause the main target to kill themselves you can um you can balance things so that another member of the party kills the target um you can do it yourself if you want to that there's just a lot of ways that you can do things and interacting with people and seeing how they play with the target and how they interact with the target really increases your options. So yeah, that it's finding those unique ways and then pushing people, which is always just fun. Yeah, how absolutely. Um, I, I'd, I'd probably say the same as you. However, there is, um, there is a YouTube channel um, that, makes a lot of hitman content i'm not sure if you'll have um if you'll have come across him he's called big mooney he's um he's no. scottish which he's got quite a, a strong scottish accent which makes his videos even funnier but he does these videos uh called kill everyone challenges and basically he'll go into the maps and he will just try and take out everyone 
and for anyone that hasn't played these games, some of these maps have, you know, a good Thousands. few hundred um, NPCs, if not more. Um, and his his target when he plays these games is to to kill everyone on the map. And I've done it a few times, and it is, um, you know, as, as grim as that sounds, it is it is it is a good time um, because you've you've got to constantly kind of move between areas so that you're not compromised or you know shot down by the you know the dozens and dozens of guards that are on each level um but that's a lot of fun and i'm also a big fan of uh, throwing the the melee options at targets or or whoever like when you get a massive battle axe and you just hurl it at someone um yeah th- th- there's just so many ways you can play these games it is really fun um Speaking of the specifics of Hitman 3, um, there are... How many missions are there? Five? Six? Six Six missions. So the first mission you have is set in a huge skyscraper in Dubai. Dubai. The second mission, as you've noted, is in a huge mansion in Dartmoor, England. The third mission is in Berlin, in um, like a very secret nightclub. A rave. Yes, the mission after that is in... How do you pronounce it? Is it Chongqing? Uh, yeah, I think it is that. Yeah, in, in, yeah. in China, where you are infiltrating um, this huge facility um, of the, the company that you work for. And then after that, you have Mendoza in Argentina, which is a big party mission, very similar to the Paris mission from Hitman 1. And then the final mission is the Carpathian Mountains on train which is the most linear of the missions from the entire series. Um, but which was your favourite level in this uh, game and why? I think I know what you're going to say. I think my favourite level, um, it's not necessarily the level with the most people or the most options, but in terms of atmosphere and just uniqueness, um, I think it's got to be Dartmoor um, because it's just... You can basically be Poirot, and you can you can solve. The, there's another murder that's just happened um, on location at this manor, and you can pretend to be a private investigator. You can gather your evidence. You can go in as much detail as you really want. You can interrogate people. You can look around for clues, and then you can do a Poirot-esque reveal at the end. Yeah. Um, it's just great. It's a great setup, and really representative of the best hitman levels in terms of the best ones set up these unique scenarios that you can't really see elsewhere and this is that so it may not have the most options but it just is everything that is great about hitman yeah it's a very unique mission isn't it um yeah i i I like dartmoor and dartmoor's probably my most replayed mission on hitman 3 because the thing with these games is that you don't just play the mission once. You're probably going to play each mission five, six, if not more, times. Um, and I mean, I've, like you say, you've completed this game a few times now. I think this is probably my fourth playthrough of it um, because there are just so many ways to uh, play these missions. And as well as that, the missions are so huge that you've probably not even been into all of the rooms or all of the yeah. areas of each mission. Um, I think for me, I do like Dartmoor quite a lot. Um, but my, my favourite mission in Hitman 3 is probably Dubai, um, the first mission, because, I don't know, there, there, there's something very, obviously it's a very grand mission, isn't it? And there's quite a I few like different Dubai. ways you can do it. 
Yeah, I like to buy it. I, I'd say, I would say if, if, if you're ranking them on a tier list, which is obviously very um, subjective yeah. and different people will think different things. I'd say that for me, um, Dartmoor is like an S tier. I'd say that Dubai is probably an A tier. Um, and we probably work our way down the range of to all the way down to C. There are some C tier missions there as well. Well, C, I um, I, I think the last mission in this game is very, very different from the others, and it's received quite a lot of criticism. I think for for the correct reasons, uh, because this game this game's theme is so open, and you can play it however many ways you want. The very final mission of the entire trilogy is very this linear. very linear mission where you're going through train cabins um, to get and to the you're constant... penalised for killing people. Yeah, so you can do whatever. And a lot of people don't really like that mission. I, I know yourself included. Um, whereas I, I, I quite like the Carpathian Mountains. Um, I think because it is so linear and it's so one directional, you don't even have to think when you play it. Um, and I've played that mission probably about four times and I've, I've completed all the challenges on it because it doesn't take long because it is so linear. Um, but I, I quite enjoy that one. Um I want to talk a little bit as well about the look of this game. Now, um, the engine that this game uses, um, I think, was introduced in the first Hitman game yeah. from 2016, the Glacier engine. What What do you think of the, the look and the aesthetic of this game? I think... Um, I think it looks great. I think... One thing that IO do when given the time, and I've heard someone note something about this, which I'll, I'll get to. Yeah. Um, so, I think when when given given the time, um, some of these levels look fantastic. And I, I went from playing something I can't remember what it was, but I remember I I went from maybe it was Alpha Protocol. I went from playing that to Hitman Three, maybe. And um, obviously, the leap there is really Huge. stark when you when you uh, start playing this game. It runs very nicely on the Series X and runs at a very nice resolution and everything looks sharp and glossy and detailed and the textures are very nice. I did read something which was interesting, which was that someone said, and, and I think this is this could be true, that um, in terms of the textures, when they made Hitman 1 in 2016... They went all out, and some of those textures are ridiculously detailed. Yeah. Some of the ornate stuff in Paris, and um, some of the stuff in um, Bangkok, Hokkaido, and just all yeah, over. Yeah. It's just so so detailed. And someone said that Hitman Two and Three don't have quite the same level of detail. Particularly Hitman Two, I think. Yeah, maybe they didn't have the time to to put in for that, but. Um, so I will say that maybe in terms of detail, it's possibly a bit of a step back from yeah. the other ones. But in terms of resolution and, and stuff like that, it's, 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 it should be... I think it's ahead of um, the other two, and it does look very nice, and it's very smooth, and that cubal head yeah. has never looked better. Yeah, I, I think this is probably one of the better-looking games in the last few years. Not not the best. Um, and, you know, there are still games that came out before this that kind of still look better than this does. Um Q mention of MGS5. Um, you know, there are games that do look a lot better than this. However, I think the Glacier engine is a very nice engine to look at. Um, yeah. so I, I wanted to give that a very bit of colourful. A... Yeah, it is. Yeah, hugely so. And I think you can, um, as weird as it sounds, you can tell that just from looking in Agent 47's eyes. He's got these very kind of icy, steely blue eyes um, that really pop. 
Um, so next time that you play Hitman, just look into have a look, look in, in look in his eyes, see see his soul. Um, and yeah. Have you had a look in Mr. Blobby's eyes recently? I have, um, as I uh, as I smothered him with a pillow as he was one of my targets um, in um, the the mission in Noel's house party. Yeah, the yeah. famous mission. The, the the famous mission, or or the infamous where mission. So, where you also assassinated Noel Edmonds. <laughs> yes, when you're playing as Noel Edmonds, sounds like a fever dream. <laughs> um, uh. So, <laughs> I, I I was going to put a little section aside for sound, but I don't really think there's too much to say here. Like the music isn't really much to write home about, I don't think. The voice acting... One sound cue that I love, and it's again, it goes back to Hitman 2016, Yeah, is from the very first training mission that you do, that piece of music that plays when you've just assassinated your target, yeah. and you, you're, it's time to get out, and you, you, you get that um, swell of music mm-hmm. yeah. that's basically urging you to get out as quickly as possible. Um, that's a great piece, and... It's just perfect for when they use it. Yeah. I mean, the the music in this game isn't, um, you know, it isn't anything to write home about. I think it's kind of there, but really the, the focus is on the gameplay and the look. Yeah. Um, however, probably good to mention is the voice acting. Um, yeah. Not, not so much of the... The other characters, I mean, it's okay. I think... Um, is it David Bateson? Yes, David Bateson voices Agent 47. And he yeah, has very a very good. iconic... Um, growl. Almost. Yes. And it, it suits 47 down to the ground. Um, Goes all the way back to, again, Codename 47. Yeah, so where all those years, other hasn't he? stealth games um, ejected um, their, their voice actor. David Hater. So... Michael Ironside, uh, all ejected from their uh, respective series. Um, this game kept David Bateson, and he's still there. Yeah. Those dulcet tones of Agent 47. Quite. Um, so we move on to the question of the week. Um, I think that you and me both really enjoyed this this game and, and this uh, this trilogy. But I think... I remember talking to you a while ago, and I don't know if it is still the case. And if it isn't still the case, then the question of the week is out the window. Um, but I remember you saying a while ago that you do like these games, but there's something about them that you're not quite as keen on when in comparison to think games like uh, contracts and blood money and, um, blood money particularly. And yeah. I don't know. What's this trilogy lacking in comparison to those or what's this Um, game lacking? Sorry. The options are there. I think that, Blood Money has had years of play, yeah, and uh, not just by me, um, by by lots of people. Blood Money came out and it got good reviews, but I feel like Blood Money has aged like fine wine, and the conversation around it around it has just gotten better and better. And it's now um, one of those games that you don't come out and you're not released, and you automatically become a classic. But yeah. Blood Money is a classic now. It's taken that time to get there. And it's like um, classic James Bond. Classic James Bond wasn't always classic James Bond, but it is classic James Bond now. Well, I mean, um, you, you can even think to the um, to the main menu of Blood Money where it's um, 
47 in a in a coffin and you've got a, yeah. a rendition of Ave Maria playing in the background. Yes. Um, it's just something, it's a sweet spot that I don't, there's, there's stuff in Blood Money that is missing in the new games, not in terms of options, in terms of options and the on the ground gameplay, you've obviously got more options than ever. You know, and all the you stuff know that's in Blood Money. With you saying there's that comparison to classic Bond, what I would probably say is I think that like Blood Money and maybe Contracts and stuff like the classic Hitman games are held in such high um, to such a high standard. I'd say those are probably more the the Connery, maybe somewhat of the more serious Roger Moore esque um, Bond films. The comparisons there, whereas the new trilogy feels like it's got a bit more of the grit yeah. of the of the Craig Bond films. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, I, I think you know. they're very present, they're very modern, and they're for a modern audience, and I think they've managed to expand the Hitman audience um, quite significantly, whereas yeah. uh, there, was always, there was always an audience for the Hitman games, but they weren't always the best-selling games ever. Um, so... One of the things that Blood Money has that I feel is really lacking um, in in the new series is it's got this great system of notoriety between the levels. Blood Money's got a lot more levels than um, the modern games in terms of the individual games, not overall. But it's got, I think it's got maybe like around 15 levels. Um, Right. So between those levels, you've got this notoriety system. So if you go into the first level... Uh, not the first level because it doesn't track it, but the, the level after that, yeah. you can go in guns are blazing. And after you've completed the mission, you get these brilliant newspaper reports yes. that detail the way that you assassinated your target. And they can go down to uh, how many people you killed, how many bullets were fired and stuff like that. Really, um, it's a really interesting way to track your stats the only, the only and... problem with those newspaper articles at the end of the levels is if you do it completely silent assassin with uh no yeah, other kills etc there's about four lines in the newspaper article and the rest of it's blank yeah, it's really there's, weird there's not much to say so if you get silent assassin yeah but but the idea behind it is is great and, and the idea as well is that um if you if you mess up really badly on one level and you've um you've, you've massacred everyone then your notoriety will increase. Yeah. And going into the next level, Make you're, it harder. the guards will be more alert and, and looking for you. Um, they'll be looking for a bald man in a suit. Um, and I think that's great. It gives a, a level of continuity between the levels. And so it just shows that there's stuff to learn from Blood Money, even though the on-the-ground options aren't as uh, aren't as many as the modern games. Um, but I think it is that. And I, and I, I actually think... Hitman 2016 has started, enough time has passed, it's now seven years old, um, that some of those levels are viewed as classics. Paris. And uh, Paris, Sapienza and Hokkaido, I'd say, are the three levels from that game that really viewed... Yeah, Sapienza uh, in particular. Yeah, and, and you'll find very few people with bad words to say about those levels. So sometimes, I don't think it's nostalgia, but sometimes levels just take some time and games take some time to bed in and find their place in the conversation. And I think, given time, we're going to view the new trilogy very very fondly. Um, 
and it's it's really going to have its place and it's really going to be viewed as a special thing and i love and i i do um maybe i don't love it quite as much as blood money but i love the fact that we've i i didn't think we were ever going to get classic hitman again in terms of the classic style those, after absolution sandboxes yeah after absolution i thought that was it i thought that the series was going to die or i thought um we were just going to get more absolution uh based titles but we didn't we got that old hitman formula and it seems like very rarely do developers learn from their mistakes but in this case they did um the thing i love about blood money is it feels great i can play those missions again and again even doing the assassinations the same way again and again because there's something about playing those roles there's something about in that uh mission in the theater that you mentioned the opera yeah yeah um there's something about taking the part of the gunman uh the actor and using that gun and shooting him in front of everyone your targets and then just strolling off the stage there's something special about that and it's still it's still that special now um maybe that's a bit hyperbolic but yeah there's something i find very special about it and i love playing those roles and not all levels are equal in blood money there are some that are just complete classics there are some that are less good yeah um as is with everything. So yeah, yeah. I think it's the, the the new series hasn't had that bedding in time, and I feel like of the three newer games, Hitman Three, I feel like the least has had that time, and is probably yeah needs some more time before we but we can view it. Yeah, in, of course. Uh, in that in that way. Yeah, that's fair enough. Do do you have an answer to that or? No, not really, because my my experience with the Hitman games isn't quite as extensive as yours. Um, so for me, classic Hitman is these games, because yeah. it's not not my first exposure the to games them. that you really got interested in the yeah. series on. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I said, I've played Blood Money and I've played Contracts, but I've not completed them. You know, I, I can remember a few missions here and there, like uh, the Abattoir, or you know, like the Opera. Um, so the abattoir is from contracts yeah there we go see i I don't even know the difference between the games so um yeah there's um yeah i i think there's um there's a really good there's a few really good videos that that discuss the the hitman games i'm not sure if if you'll have seen them or not i don't know if you've really watched many hitman videos on youtube um but the youtube channel that i would advise people to watch if they want to you know, watch a real deep dive into this trilogy is um, from a YouTube channel called Writing on Games. Um, yeah, he's a I, Scottish I've, guy, I've Hamish Black. Yeah, yeah, and his his um, his his essays on on these games are really good. But there's another one where I can't remember the YouTube channel, but he's basically done like a it's about an hour and a half, two hour long video maybe, where he goes into detail of all of the Hitman games um, up to I think Hitman Two on from 2018 um i don't know if you'll have seen that but it is a very good video that i think you'd probably enjoy is it nick 930 maybe maybe yeah i think he's done like a couple of videos where he's done like bond yeah and and yeah he's done some others yeah i I think that's it and you know he he points out things that um you know maybe i wouldn't have picked up on like in hitman contracts the the reason that you're redoing certain missions because hitman's uh, hitman because agent 47 is falling in and out of consciousness yeah because the mission's right. gone wrong and he's been shot and the reason that all of the missions that you're replaying are in the rain is because 
where Agent 47 is right now and he's slipping in and out of consciousness. It's yeah. raining. Um, and it's kind of slipping into his it memories. Makes me really want to go and play Contracts again. No, there you go. See, that's, uh, that can be your side project. Yeah. Um, so, so wrapping up, um, we've, we've kind of used this episode as a bit of a, a discussion about the whole Hitman series. Yeah. Um, we, we've had a bit of a back. focus on Hitman 3, um, but probably not as detailed on that specific game as we usually would do on, on certain games. And I think you mentioned earlier that, that Blood Money might be one of your 15 games. Um, well, yeah, let's, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. You, 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 you mentioned it earlier, so I, uh, I, d- I don't feel like I've given anything away there. Um, so that that would be an interesting yeah. one to, to go to, I think. Um, but do you think that this game deserves a place on the on the top 100 list? Not Hitman 3. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I think Hitman, there's probably a few Hitman games possibly that, that deserve to be there for me. Yeah. Um, but, but Hitman 3 isn't the one. I absolutely think this game, this series deserves some representation on the top 100 list. And when you look at the list, it's almost a bit of a travesty that it's not there. It's so iconic and so many huge fans of these games. And the series is so unique and they've aged, like I say, like fine wine. Um, Blood Money, I think, deserves to be there of the modern trilogy. Um, I think the best one is still number one, 2016. The one that introduced the new engine. Um, The other two games wouldn't be there if it wasn't for Hitman 2016, breathing life into this series again and having those iconic levels. Um, I actually think Hitman 3 is the weakest of the the modern three. Mm -hmm. I think Hitman 2 has some fantastic levels. Um, I I feel like Hitman 3, and and we haven't, as you say, maybe discussed the game itself uh, too much, but I think the quality of the levels ranges from really good to not so good so as you said i'm not a fan of the train mission but i'm also not a fan of the mission in china um i feel like it's just too um i don't know it's just a bit odd and just something doesn't quite click with me about that mission um i think the the missions in germany and dubai are very good and i think the dartmoor mission is great and and the um the mission in um mendoza is also yeah very good as well yeah, so, Men- yeah Mendoza's bit, is my least a, least played one, I think. Um, but it's it is a bit a great of a mixed mission. bag overall. Um, whereas I'd say maybe the other two are a bit more consistent, with the exception of Colorado, which is universally <laughs> not loved. Um, but yeah, so do, do not you, this do game. You, do you have a favourite mission out of the entire trilogy, just out of interest? Um, mine is, and I, and I, th- I think. Because of the time that it came out, 2016, I, I was waiting for this game to come out. I downloaded... Oh, this was it. I, I purchased the game, the entire Hitman 1. Oh, uh, right. So you could it download released. it as, as and when they came out. I, da- I could download it as, yeah. it as and when it came out. And I downloaded the training missions because I was I was given the training missions because I made this purchase. Um, so I messed around with those training missions all over the place. And when Paris came out, I played that a lot and i was pretty flawed by what this modern hitman looked like and i've got a real soft spot for paris and i just think it's a really well realized so detailed level yeah um so yeah that's that's my favorite 
I think, of the modern trilogy. Mm. Um, what about yourself, and, and and do you think it deserves to be there? Um, prob- probably not. I think that the reason that I wanted to include Hitman 3 is because I wanted to ha- kind of have a conversation overall about the, the trilogy, I think. Um, and I mean, I can't say yes or no on Blood Money, whether or not I think that that game should be on. Save that conversation for another time. Yeah, exactly. That that will be um that will be later down the line. So we will have an answer on that. Um, you know, when we get to it. Um, I think out of the the trilogy, 2016, 2018, 21, I'd say that probably Hitman Two would be the one for me that deserves to be here just because yeah. of some of the missions. And to answer the question of what my favourite mission from the entire trilogy is, it's between two. It's either Miami, which is the first big mission in Hitman yeah, 2, um, because the first mission you're in New Zealand, um, just kind of taking out this politician's house or something. Um, so Miami is probably up there. And then I think what probably pips Miami to the post for me... The bank? Yeah, is, is the bank in New York, which is part of the DLC. Um I think that's a really, really strong mission. Yeah. And uh, it is standout. And we should probably note as well, there is a DLC mission in Hitman 3. Have, have you played that one? No. Uh, it, it exists. I can't remember the... Um, it's basically on a on an island and there's quite a lot of um, pirates. Not like, okay. you know, like, all right, my hearties kind of pirates. <laughs> um, I'm kind of talking like modern pirates somalian pirates somalian pirates are we i'm just trying to see if i can um find out the name of that mission because they have um they have recently put together a a new um a, a new kind of online mission for hitman 3 which is very cool um where you kind of live in agent 47's house um and you basically go on these freelance missions. Um, I'm just trying to find this uh, this final mission. I mean, it's, it's, it's okay. The DLC for Hitman 3 is okay. Um, but it probably isn't as good as... As the best levels. Yeah. And I think maybe it could have even been a... Oh, I can't find it. Um but yeah, it's um it's an interesting mission. Um and you know, worth having a look at. But yes, uh, New York is probably up there for me. So, yes, that kind of finishes our conversation on on Hitman 3. Um so what do we have next time as it is going to be your turn? So we go from Hitman to James Bond. Um a title that I have mentioned a couple of times in the James Bond episode uh, on Goldeneye, which is The World Is Not Enough for the Nintendo 64. So yeah, we're going back quite some years to the year 2000. Um, I said to you already, but my my tip for this game would be to start off, given that it's an old game, um, to start off on the agent difficulty, and then uh, it's not a very long game. So start off on the agent difficulty, and then maybe dabble with the secret agent difficulty, just because... It's one of those games like Goldeneye where um, the difficulty increases, so do the number of objectives. So um, it's quite a bit of fun to be had with it. So yeah, um, that's really my only bit of advice. Um, yeah, have at it. I've um, I've I've played 
Um, I've played The World Is Not Enough before on the PS1, and I think yes. I've probably played some of it on the N64. Um, but yeah, I've never completed them. I remember getting to the bit where you first meet Dr. Christmas Jones in the PS1 version. I think I got stuck, um, and I just never went back to it. Um, I've just completed... Um, I've completed it before, but I've just gone back and completed the PS1 world is not enough as well um just for comparison just for sake. Comparison. So they're, they're very different games they're developed by different publisher uh, developers so uh that was by black ops whereas uh the n64 version is by eurocom um so yeah very different games um but yeah i think we'll have a good conversation about that i have found out the name of the uh the 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 additional hitman mission and apparently it's a prequel pirate face that's it it's called um hearty island because it's uh yeah is it really no it's not Uh, (laughs) it's um it's it's called ambrose island and it's a prequel to hitman 2 apparently so it takes place between one and one and two um it's an indonesian island uh but it's worth looking at It's, it's it's an all right mission um, okay, yeah, I'm gonna have a look at that. But yes, so that pretty much sums up everything for today with Hitman. Um, I hope you've enjoyed the episode. As usual, you can find us on the social media. Uh, give us a little follow or a subscription. It would be mightily greatly appreciated, and we would be honoured if you would consider doing so. Um, but yes, that's all for today. Is there anything else from you? No, nope, nothing from me. Lovely. Well, we will see you next time then. For the world is not enough. In the meantime, cheerio. Take care. See you on the next one.